Is your boat rocking, beloved? Do you feel like you're going to capsize? That you're going to go down into the deep and drown? Oh, precious one, if you've been listening to this series delivered from the National Convention, you know who's in the boat with you. The question is, how well do you know him? How well do you understand his power, his sovereignty? That's what we'll talk about today. Jesus is with us always, and keeping that promise in mind is the key to weathering life's storms. On this Friday edition of Precepts for Life, Precept Ministries' Kay Arthur drives the fact home as she presents the second part of a powerful message recorded live at our 2006 National Women's Convention in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So have your Bible handy as we join Kay right now. The one in the boat with you, beloved, is able to say at any time, in any place, hush, be still. And have the wind and the sea and anything else he wants to obey him. He is able to say that because he is creator. And one of the foundational principles that gives you a biblical worldview that holds you in any kind of situation is the fact that God is the creator. And every time as you go through the word of God, you're going to find God saying to Israel, listen, I'm the one that created the heavens and the earth. He says in Jeremiah, is anything impossible? Is anything too difficult for me if I can speak? And bring the world into existence is anything too difficult for me. But it's not just God the Father. It is God the Son. Go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And in John chapter 1, this is what it says in verse 1. And this is the gospel. Now listen, you have three gospels. They call them the synoptic gospels. They go together. They were written close in time. Each one has a different purpose. And then later, you come along with the gospel of John. And John wrote his gospel later. But the purpose of John's gospel is to show to us who this one is that's in the boat. Who is this then that the wind and the sea obey him? Well, watch what it says. In the beginning was the what? Word. And the word was where? With God. And the word what? Was God. All right. So in the beginning was the word. Now, I'm going to be the word. I mean, I'm just going to demonstrate it. Okay. In the beginning was the word. And the word was where? What does it say? With God. So we're going to let this podium be God. So in the beginning was the word and the word was what? With God. So I'm going to put my hand, so to speak, around God. But I'm the what? Word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word what? Oh, and the word was God. All things, all things came into being through him. Through him whom? Through him the word. And apart from him, him whom? The word. Nothing came into being that has what? Come into being. Let me ask you a question. Who is this one that's in the boat with you? Well, let's keep reading. It says, in him was what? Life. And the life was the what? 
light of men. Now drop down to verse 14. And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt where? Among us. And what did we behold? We beheld his glory as of the what? The only what? Begotten of God. Full of what? Grace and truth. Who is the one that became flesh and dwelled among us so that we could behold his glory? Who is this one? His name is Jesus. And if we had time, you would read on through John chapter 1 and you would see this. So I learned that he is the creator. Now I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews wants you to understand. It was written to a group of people that were Jews who had come and made a profession and had embraced Christianity. And now they were in the middle of the culture. The Jews over here that did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah became their enemies. The world, Rome, that they lived in did not like them. And according to Hebrews 10, near the end, you would see that they were suffering persecution. And he wanted them to continue and he believed that they would continue in the faith. But their faith was being tested. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, this is what it says. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his son, in his son whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he what? Made the world. So the one that's in the boat with you is the creator. He created the world by speaking. Go to Hebrews chapter 11 for just a minute and let's look at it. In Hebrews chapter 11, this is what he says in verse 3. By faith, we understand faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's substance, but it's substance of things that are hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. In other words, you weren't there when God created it, but God says he created it. You embrace that by faith and you have the substance of believing what God said and the conviction of that. He says in verse 3, by faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by, what does it say? The word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things which are what? Visible. No, it was not made out of things that were visible. Rather, God spoke, God said, and it was so. Listen, in any trial, in any trial that you're ever in, just remember the boat. And remember this, who's in the boat with me? Who then is this that the wind and the seas obey him? It is the one who is the creator of them, who created them through his word. Go back to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. And I want you to see who he is. Jesus, verse 3. He is the radiance of God's glory. He is the exact representation of his nature and he upholds all things how by the word of his what of his power 
Listen, the one that's in the boat with you is the one that was back here. And before God ever spoke and brought the world into existence, he was there. He was there. He was consecrated and dedicated to be the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. He was the one that was there with the Father and the Spirit who spoke and brought the world into existence. He's the one that took the dust of the ground and formed man and breathed into him the breath of life, making man in his image. This is the one that's in the boat with you. And any time that you're in trouble, any time that you are afraid because of the circumstances, because of the wolf at the door, because of the children or anything, you need to stop and you need to remember, hey, I am not alone. There is one that's in the boat with me and the one that's in the boat with me is technically in me and I am in him and he will never leave me and never forsake me so that no matter what happens, I can say the Lord as my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. This is the one that is in the boat with you. Put it down. He is the creator. Well, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 3 and you'll find that on your paper there if you want to read along with me in the translation that I have. But I want you to go to Exodus chapter 3 and I want you to see who this one is. Who is this one that is in the boat with you? Yes, he is creator, but he is also Yahweh. Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, The children of Israel have been in bondage. They have cried out to God and God has remembered his covenant and he is getting ready to deliver them and he's going to raise up a deliverer and that deliverer is going to be named Moses. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses is a shepherd. He's pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he was out one day in the wilderness and he came to Horeb. The mountain of God. Now, Horeb is another name for Mount Sinai. Verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. Why? The bush is not burned up. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said to him, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet for the place on which you are standing is what? Holy ground, listen, you see this bush, you see the miracle of the bush being on fire but not burning. Take off your shoes. This is holy ground. I have consecrated this ground. And then he said also in verse 6, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And he said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who were in Egypt, and I have given heed to their cry. I am aware of their sufferings. Listen, God is always aware of your sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them. 
Verse 9, Now behold, the cries of the sons of Israel has come to me. I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? That I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? Now listen, the answer is the same. Who's this in the boat? I'm in the boat. I'm in a storm. How can I get out of the storm? It doesn't matter about the storm because the one that's in the boat with you is over the storm. And what God is going to say to Moses is the same thing in essence. Now watch what he says. He says, who am I? And God says in verse 12, certainly I will be with you. It really doesn't matter, Moses, who you are. Listen, it only matters who I am. Precept Ministries' Kay Arthur continues today's lesson in a moment. But right now, here's Kay with an important message about stewardship. Do you realize that everything that you have, everything that you possess, has come from God? through his grace, through his loving kindness? And do you realize that it's not your own? Do you realize that what he has given you, even the ability to earn a living, has been given to you by God for the purpose of supporting the saints? The ministry of giving is called, in Second Corinthians 8 and 9, a gracious, gracious ministry. He tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 24, that when we give, it shows the proof of our love. How does your giving prove your love? We need you. We have a vision and a calling from God. We're working in 127 countries and in 67 languages. We work where people cannot afford the materials and they have to be given to them. They have to be translated, they have to be printed, and then they go into Muslim countries, China, and all over the world. We need your help. We're looking for partners, partners who believe in what we're doing. And I'm asking you, beloved, to get on your knees and ask God, God, would you have me be a partner of Precept Ministries and then do what he says to do, do it immediately. To find out how to become a regular supporter of Precept Ministries International, just log on to preceptsforlife.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-734-7707. That's 888-734-7707. And in Canada, call 877-234-2030. Now here again is Precept Ministries' Kay Arthur with Part 2 of today's program on Precepts for Life. Verse 12, and he said, certainly I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. He says, when you have brought this people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, behold, I'm going to the sons of Israel, and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what's his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. I am that I am. 
This is the most holy name for God. And we would put it with other things in Exodus, and we would put it with Genesis 2, and you might want to write it down in verses 1 through 4. If you have a New American Standard in your Bible, it is written, Lord, it is all caps. And it is the word Yahweh. Y-A-H-W-E-H. Only you take the vowels out. And it comes out Yehovah. Yehovah. What do you hear when I say Yehovah? Jehovah. It means that he is the self-existent one. That he is a self-existent one. In other words, he has always been, he always will be, he needs nothing outside himself. It's not like the one in the boat that's with you has to go get this, has to get that, has to attain that. No, the one in the boat with you is the one who in the beginning was the word, who was with God, and who what is God. The one that's in the boat with you is Yehovah. It is the self-existent one. It is God the Father. It is God the Son. It is God the Holy Spirit. It is I am who I am. And he says in verse 15, God therefore said to Moses, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name. How long? Forever. And this is my memorial name to whom? Oh, to how far? All the way to what? All the way to you. The one that is in the boat with you is Yehovah. I am that I am. Listen to me very carefully. I am everything and anything you will ever need. That's who I am. He is in the boat with us and you and I can make it because the one who exists, who is self-contained, who needs nothing is the one that is in the boat with you. You say, but now wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can see that it's God the Father. But I cannot see that it is God the Son. Okay, and that's a good question and you need to ask me. Go to Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42. Now listen, precious one. This is the purpose of you studying the Bible inductively. Of studying the Bible book by book. Of learning to observe the text. Of learning to ask the questions, the five W's in an H. Who and what and when and where and why and how. Who is this about? What do I learn about him? What does he do? When did it happen? And why did it happen? And how did it happen? And you begin to ask those questions. You begin to mark key repeated words. You begin to look at what God says over and over again. And you begin to get to know God. So you follow that and you begin to put scripture together. Precept upon precept and precept upon precept. And through his precepts you get understanding. And then you come to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus is speaking. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they, what? Follow me. 
and I give eternal life to them. Now, what did he just say? What does he give to them? Eternal life. Because they're his what? His sheep. And what do his sheep do? They follow him. And they follow him because he what? Knows them. And he gives eternal life to them and they shall what? They shall what? They shall what? If Jesus said never, do you think he means never? Well, what does that tell you about your salvation if he gives to you eternal life? See, the problem is, is we just don't take God at his word. He says in verse 28, I give eternal life to them and they will what? Never perish. And listen, no one will what? Snatch them out of what? My hand. Nobody can get you out of God's hand. Not even yourself. Who's the one that's in the boat with you? He's the what? Creator. He is Yehovah. He is the what? Self-existent one. This is the one that is in the boat with you. And the last thing that I want you to see is this. The one that's in the boat with you who is the creator who spoke and brought the world into existence the one who is Jehovah who is one with the father who is God incarnate God in the flesh is the one listen and I'm going to add this is the one who can be touched with the feeling of your infirmities the one that's in the boat with you has been tempted in all points as you are yet without sin. The one that's in the boat with you has been made a man so that he can suffer, so that he can understand your pain and he can be with you in the boat. But finally, this is the thing I want you to see. He is the sovereign ruler of all the universe. His sovereignty rules over all. Daniel chapter 4, he does according to his will in the army of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth. None can stay his hand. None can stop him. And none can say unto him, what? What doest thou? Thy throne, O God, and he's speaking of the Son, is forever and ever and ever. The one that's in the boat with you, precious one, is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and they abide in you, and you abide in them, and they will never leave you, and they will never forsake you, and he promises because he's sovereign that all things will work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he predestined, he marked out beforehand for you to become conformed to the image of of his son. So blessed one, listen to me. The storm that's in the boat, whatever is rocking your boat is permitted by God Almighty. He's in the boat. He's sovereign. He's God. He's Yehovah, the self-existent one. He's man. He understands your sufferings and he is able to take you through that storm.
And know this, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Next time you face one of life's storms, remember what you've heard this week on Precepts for Life. Better yet, always keep God's Word and His promises close to your heart. On Monday, Precept Ministries' K. Arthur returns with another great message from the 2006 National Women's Convention. Be here and discover truth for yourself. And if you'd like a CD or DVD of today's program or of any program or series you hear on our daily broadcast, visit our website at preceptsforlife.com to get ordering information. While you're there, find out more about other great study resources like the new Inductive Study Bible. And of course, you can also find out how to become a regular supporter of this ministry. By phone, reach us toll free at 1-888-734-7707. That's 888-734-7707. And in Canada, 877-234-2030. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday on Precepts for Life. Precepts for Life is produced by Precept Ministries International, Chattanooga, Tennessee.